Years podcast. Welcome back, everyone. RK here. It's Squeezer. And before we get into what we're talking about this week, I believe you have a little history lesson for us, don't you? Squeezer? Oh, yeah, we do. A uh, little something happened this day in history. And you know what? I didn't even have to remember the date because it's in the clip. 1955, the opening of Disneyland. October 1st, 1971, the opening of Walt Disney World. October 1st, 1982, the opening of Epcot Center. April 15th, 1983, Tokyo Disneyland. And tonight, April 30th, 1989, the Disney MGM Studios theme park. Hooray for Hollywood! Hooray for Hollywood! Hooray for Hollywood! What the hell is this? Uh, on, uh, in 1989, they just opened... Out. Well, you know, it's done. Oh, thanks. We were so tight on the opening, I well, fucked it up. Being tight isn't us. All right, good enough. Yeah. MGM Disney opened up the theme park. Oh, really? Kind of a theme. I mean, they opened up a location where you could walk around and see some movie sets that weren't in, like, real movies, if you count. Well, I guess Newsies, but Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, I would love to see that. Yeah. So two rides existed when they opened the park. Uh, it was the, the, the T Rex and now? the Dilophosaurus. It's not MGM anymore. Now it's just Disney movie something. Oh. And room, rumor it because there was a big hubbubaloo uh, when MGM tried to open up MGM Vegas or whatever a couple of years ago. And Disney's like, what the fuck? We, got, we made this deal. And uh, Court's like, yeah, they can do whatever they want with their name. It's right. not, they didn't open up MGM Disney out there. They just opened up MGM. They're apparently. And then works to buy a piece of Bethlehem. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Sands Casino. The two rides consisted of a um, backlot tour, which they're never really backlot tours. It's just as phony yeah, as... Yeah, you get a better back, 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 backlot tour at Universal City Walk. Yeah. Yeah, this was... This In was, L.A., where they actually like, make movies. It, it's pretty, just as much of a backlot tour as 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is a tour of the sea. It's like Captain giving yeah. studio tours. <laughs> oh, this is... People don't know what we're talking about, yeah, so I just want to make fun of them when we're off the air. Um, <laughs> and uh, what was the other ride? Oh, like the great movie ride. I don't know. You know. You're talking to the kid who, when he was 11 years old, his father took him to Disney World, and he was like, meh. Haven't been back since. Yeah. I don't... Drove I'm through the area this past spring for work. Yeah. But didn't stop. No. No. I, uh, I got really no interest. I don't have a choice be going soon uh, but yeah. you would have loved mgm disney then why because there was not it was just there was nothing eventually oh. they built like the tower of terror peace and quiet now it's a gardens of the galaxy speaking of it's gardens of the galaxy day oh yeah Volume oh and it comes out and it's may and, 4th and it's be may 4th you. now that i think about it in hindsight i was thinking about this earlier um we probably should have planned ahead and done, done a star, a star wars, wars episode but, but it's not but, gonna but, i'm not putting this up till tomorrow yeah well charm of the show is we'll tell you that we didn't do this and then we'll do it some we're down the line in an arbitrary <laughs> Where it doesn't date. fit at all yes. yeah uh all right well we're, what are we talking about today? For, oh, for today, today we are, and this is going to be, this could be a hot topic. I, 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 I don't feel there's a need for a disclaimer. No, see, when I thought the topic, when you originally brought this topic up a couple of weeks, a months ago, actually, yeah. I was like, meh, I don't know if this would be good. And then I, as I was delving into it, I'm like, you know what? Who doesn't remember like spending all summer indoors watching the Top 100 Countdown or Buzz Clips or late for the younger kids, TRL? Or even now, just on the internet, falling down a rabbit hole, <laughs> just video after video after sure, video. Like music videos have become a resurgence as of late because of Vivo and uh, YouTube, of course. But... Back in our day, it was primarily MTV and VH1, but 
at the, in 1994, Squeezer, I got a little story for you. Ooh. There was a fledging network that just came on the air called FX. It was a cable network that was owned by the Fox Corporation. And they had uh, what would be um, not considered super retro programming now, but they'd have uh, uh, retro and syndication programming. I remember A-Team a- being a regular a- feature. Uh, the old Batman 66, they even had they had some Fox shows that they owned, and Living Color was a staple at, at like 10 o'clock. They showed that show Vegas. Remember that old Vegas? Uh, oh, Fantasy Island was on yeah. there. But they also filled the network out with live shows that they broadcasted from their studio near Times Square. It started in the morning with, um, I think, and it all had FX in the crew. So there's like morning effects. And they had a puppet in the show. Look it up. Jeff Probst was on the show from Survivor. He hosts. He was one of the hosts. Then they had a during the a lunchtime hour some personal effects, which was kind of like an antique roadshow type, like auction house. Oh, I get it. Personal effects. It's like uh, morning effects. You. And then at night they had a show called Sound Effects, which was hosted by Omar Jones. Really? They called him OJ. Orlando Jones. I'm sorry. Orlando, Orlando Jones. Yeah. yeah. They called him OJ. What year was this? This was 94. So it was before Mad TV. I'm just thinking OJ. Yeah, well, yeah. It was right around then. <laughs> so the, the uh, sound effects would play music videos. And a lot of what I didn't see on MTV, because for the longest time, my parents had it blocked in the house. because mm, Gotcha. Minds be warped by MTV. But were they that bad? I mean, they yeah, even censored themselves know. for the most part. Yeah, but it took me like a lot while to convince them to let me watch Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. I don't know, we Catholics, you know, it's yeah. weird. So, uh, sound effects is where I saw a lot, a few, a lot of these. I was introduced in my picks. I was introduced uh, to in sound effects. But you know, I mean, once we start the website, I have a whole dissertation on FX and its creation mm. and just spending entire summer because it launched like at the beginning of summer, spending entire summer eating microwave Hormel hamburgers and and magic ma- micro magic french fries while watching uh, FX. Did FX was it like a cold launch or was it like a, a rebranding from like some cold launch. Okay. Yeah. I I thought like it came from like American television channel or something, nope, nope, and kind of like how TNN and became Spike down the road and all that shit. Yep, no, this was a cold, the Nashville Network, yes, yeah. uh, became Spike TV, but this was a cold launch FX, uh, Fox started. Uh, but back then, they just ran old, old, old syndicated programming and then some odd uh, live programming, yet it worked. <laughs> I watched it. I almost feel like that. it's almost like it, w- it was the internet. Just random stuff thrown on a channel to... Yeah, it was kind of. And back uh, before, when the internet was in its early days, MTV had a website and you couldn't watch. They had these tiny little thumbnail, like 30-second clips of music videos. And mm-hmm. some of these that I'm going to be talking about were on there. I had to go up to my dad's office, which had a cable modem, to watch these super tiny, super low res, 30-second <laughs> thumbnails of music videos or like Beavis you know, and Butthead still clips. buffer and... Yeah, and it was still it still took forever. It was it's crazy, but now you can watch a super high definition, uh, you know, 4K music video on YouTube or on your phone. On my phone. Um, but did you notice when we were looking up all these music videos, one thing they all had in common? Four by three. Yeah. 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 Four by three. I lo- I liked it. It's uh, it was almost in like you know these existed for television, not forever for theater. Mm-hmm. So why they might have been filmed on a sixteen mil, uh, you know, a, a super sixteen or the thirty-five millimeter with a widescreen aspect ratio, I'm sure they they framed it out for four by three. Yeah. And there's no there's no widescreen version of these that in a, existence. It's just a C stand sitting right yeah, there. Right. No one gave a shit. Ah, we won't see it. Right. So yeah, um, that's my story about. Uh, um, FX and uh, and music video. So let's get into it. I should go right. first because I want you went first last time. Okay, I ended with mask. Remember? Oh yeah. In our action figure episode, my first one. This got tons of play when we were kids. 
goody two-shoes. Betty by Bo's time again. Good night, honey. Sweet dreams, dear. Squeeze, do you remember this freaky music video? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, they played it every three minutes on on MTV, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was I was a big Genesis fan to begin with. Yeah. And it's Muppets, so... It, it is. And apparently, it is, it is based on these caricature puppets by a British television show called Spitting Image. I guess Phil Collins saw they made one of him on the show, so he commissioned the show's creators to create puppets of the entire band and obviously it starts with the reagan nancy and ronald reagan mm-hmm. and the, the chimpanzee because of that movie he was in with the chimp and uh bedtime for bonzo yes and that's what it, then it dinosaurs chimps mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of that we'll find in our yeah. videos monkeys especially monkeys dinosaurs yes post-apocalyptic yes post yeah so at the end of this, and this is this is telling a Republican uh, Hollywood, guy from Hollywood uh, who has his hand next to a trigger button by his bed. You could hit nurse or nuke. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the nurse never came. So, yeah, this was a really cool music video, and uh, the puppets were always awesome. And it was up for Best Music Video of the Year at the 1987 MTV Music Video Awards. Do you know what it lost to? Uh, 86, right? 86, 86. Yeah. Um, mm, Which means the song would have been from probably 85. Hang on. I'll get this. Do you want a hint? Uh, uh, money for Nothing? No. This man it's was gonna... a former member of oh. Genesis. Phil, Wait, or, I'm sorry, Peter, Peter Gabriel, Gabriel Sledgehammer. Was it Sledgehammer? Ah, yeah. uh, Sledgehammer's fucking good. I'll... How about my, my uh, Gaddafi being in this? Yeah. yeah I want to, you know, I want to go back and watch this and just tally up how many people are dead. How many people are just are dead from it in just the last couple of years and, and not going quietly in a bed? It, it, it was very much a uh, Cold War video. Gorbachev, yeah. Gaddafi. A lot of, a lot of Ronald Reagan and Nancy. But yeah, it was a crazy, creepy music video. And um, I mean, when, as soon as we decided to do music videos, this was the second one that popped into my head. Later down the line, we'll figure out my first one. But um, Great pick, and uh, there's not much else to say about it. So should we move on to Squeezer's first pick? Yeah, let's go for it. Had a party. I hear it does. I don't know if it's true or not, but. But Tupac said. And the richest man in rap, Dr. Dre. <laughs> Shareholder in Apple. Fucking son of lucky son of a bitch. Yeah, you, you thought they would have just they could have made their own set for this, but they didn't have to. They'd be on Thunderdome just lying around. Yeah, it was just Mad Max, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all Thunderdome theme. Which do you know who came up with the idea for it? Uh, Suge Knight? Nope. You're gonna have to tell me. Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, well, that makes sense. Is she in the music video? I don't know if she's in it. Oh. I don't. No, I don't think so. Um, no, she's not. Uh, but I guess her and uh, Tupac were friends in school, and then they dated, right? I guess. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if there was anything like. I, I wasn't big in the tabloids no. back then, but uh, until yeah. until they both died and everyone was obsessed with who shot Biggie and who shot Tupac. Oh, I thought you meant Jada Pinkett Smith died. No, I'm no, like, no, no, she's no. she's doing all right. Um, but yeah, it's all Thunderdome. Hmm? <laughs> she was in Gotham. Yeah, uh, it's all Thunderdome themed. I and so for me, it's right up my alley. I right. loved Mad Max. Right. You know, loved Beyond Thunderdome. And Just saw it in Barstow, probably. Um. And then um, also starring Chris Tucker. Yeah, that's right. right. Uh, hot yeah. off a of Friday. Yeah. 
and also Tony Cox. He was, yeah, uh, you know, from Bad Santa. Yeah, yeah, the, the, he is the a little guy of short stature. Yeah, yeah. Um, very funny. I don't, I don't think he would mind seeing as like he basically plays a midget elf in Bad yeah. Santa and kind of mocks the whole point. But um, yeah, this, so I there's at least an extra two plus minutes of this is. Well, this was big in rap videos at the time, too, where they were just making their own movies and yeah, TV well, shows, basically. Well, basically, and uh, music videos themselves were short films, you yeah. know? And, um, so, um... This album was the coolest album at the time. Oh, yeah. All the cool kids had it. Yeah. The so double album. There was a big lead-in and then a big chase scene right. at the end out in the desert. So, yeah, it was like an extra two minutes of video. with, And then, well... This song, they they loop the end. Of, they have the, the dance mix or whatever right. that they loop over and over at the end. And uh, in that case, they have the uh, the car chases going on during it. But this was it was an awesome video um, and just production value. Death Row Records, yeah. man. I was originally going to go Natural Born Killers. Oh, that's uh, Snoop Dogg. They're in the the poker table, right? N- no, 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 it was uh, Dre and Ice Cube. Dre and Ice Cube in the oh. flaming. Uh, throne of skulls, and then Tupac oh, has yeah. a cameo at the end where he was gonna, he was a SWAT team member that was gonna kill Ice Cube. But I figured that might have been too heavy for uh, the Rogers podcast. We were in a nice show, and that's we're, an angry we're song. A kid show. Maybe, maybe once if when we talk ECW, then I'll play it so I can talk some New Jack. Oh, that's true. Uh, my favorite Tupac appearance ever is uh, with the what, what was that Humpty Dump band. Oh, uh, Digital Underground. Digital Underground. In Nothing But Trouble. In Nothing But Trouble. I love it, that. Exactly. Horrible shit movie. Ah, you're musicians. Weird, but... Uh, uh, yeah. Dan Aykroyd's mine. Run, run, mm-hmm. run a loose. Is that so. another one of those things like we talked about a couple weeks ago with toys? Like, they have the best of intentions. Right. I don't they, even know if they had the best of intentions. Well, the, the whole... That movie is creepy as fuck. John well, Candy the whole, the whole the reason that movie was made was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Because Chevy Chase wanted to bang Demi Moore. Yeah. Well, Hollywood. A lot of... A lot, cocaine is a hell of a drug. California. Yeah. California knows how to party. party. But uh, is that all you have to say about... Uh, California That's love. California love. All right. Well, this next one probably stands out in my mind as the weirdest, insane, most memorable music video I've ever seen. and Chains, I Stay Away. Do you remember this music video in 1994? This is my favorite Alice in Chains song. I do remember this this video. Okay, so I was just talking about FX and the sound effects in 1994 and this video came out in 1994 so it had heavy play on sound effects. Also, it was weird enough for Beavis and Butthead to watch. Yeah, I remember that. It was in the episode Walking Erect from season three. (laughs) And uh, it featured, it's, it's all claymation, stop motion. And it was directed by Nick Donkin, who directed a short film called The Junkies Christmas, which was the same type of stop motion animation. So all the members of the band, who you really don't see a whole lot in a music video, but they cut to them occasionally, they're puppets. Uh, the band travels to a circus aboard a bus, but also on this bus is this kid, and he is creepy. He creeped the shit out of me when I was a kid, and he's got his jar of flies, which was the name of the, mm-hmm. the album. And uh, once they get to the circus, the boy releases the jar of flies, and they run amok. They seem to uh, be controlling. Uh, he seems to be controlling the flies. So first, they they get into the lion's face, and he mauls the tamer. Uh, then they go after those uh, clowns and the clowns start driving like crazy and then there's the knife thrower throwing at it they keep showing the girl putting on her makeup and she straps herself onto the wheel mm-hmm. the knife thrower is blindfolded throwing the knives and then the, the flies get in his eyes and he throws and kills his girlfriend then the clowns get in a fight over the driving because of the flies and boom fire starts and the circus starts burning down as 
everyone looks on in horror, and the flies return to the boy's jar, and he's petting the jar like a real creep. <laughs> and yeah, he's, uh, he's he's happy with his flies. And this this music video is fucked up. The puppets from Alice in Chains. I Stay Away music video are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They are, you can find them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So they, the, the puppets from this video got in before Rush did. <laughs> yes. I, but they deserve it. Oh, absolutely. I would love to go there just to see these fucking things. Yeah. This video got heavy play and it creeped me the fuck out as a kid. What is it about claymation? Because there's more on there's this more, list. right, right. And there's just something about it, something that... It, well, there never was, and then and then I think these bands who grew up on like the Christmas claymation mm-hmm. decided to use the medium for the like a sinister sure. approach, and it and, worked and well. It, it, it kind of has that with the um, like I, don't, I wouldn't call it the, the the frame rate. That's not necessarily accurate to say, but because you have that mo- that stop motion look to it, it. Um, like we, we talked There's about a before, like, look to yes, it. Yeah. the uncanny valley. It's just not not natural. Right. So it kind of it's like watching old baseball footage or something like that. It just looks awkward. It makes you slightly uncomfortable. It makes you question uh, the like the reality of it. Yeah, and I, I if I ever am on a bus with a kid and he's got a jar of flies, I'm keeping an eye on that motherfucker. So speaking of uncanny valley, your next pick. So, so far it looks like uh, the 90s shaped a lot of us for music video-wise. I mean, aside from Land of Confusion, which played a lot during yeah. these years, but... Well, I, I think, you know, it blew up in the 80s. It became what it was. And then I think as, you know, time went on, they mastered it. Right. You know, and you had, you had guys that... Yeah, if if, uh, if the 80s was the bronze, bronze age, let's say the early 80s, the mid-80s to the early 90s was the silver age, the mid-90s was truly a golden yeah. age of music videos. Well, you had guys that they made their living... Um, like, you know, you say you want to be a director, so you, direct, you want to direct movies. Now you almost want to direct TV shows. Um, but like, Yeah, but directing a TV show is not going to get you a movie. No, directing these little movies. Directing these video. little movies. But a lot of these guys, they're so good in that, that short form. So they did uh, music videos and commercials, a lot of these yeah. guys. That's a lot of their credits. Uh, this was uh, Jonathan Glazer. He directed this. He also did uh, Rabbit in the Headlights. Um uh, the Uncle video and uh, Karma Police. Ooh, that's a good um, video. Yeah, yeah, and he—I mean—he's got a ton of like. That's an animated one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, Paranoid Android. That's Paranoid yeah. Android. Yeah. Um. And a ton of like legit commercial credits, like to his name. Uh, This—it's such a clever video. Uh, no, I'm pissed. I didn't pick Paranoid Android. Yeah, I was thinking about it, but I already have. I was going to limit myself to one animated. One animated video. So well, I have a bunch it. of. I mean, maybe we shouldn't even do uh, hmm. honorable mentions because we could do another show. We, I, that's. I was thinking the same thing. Right. Well, I was just gonna read down a list of all the awesome so, Peter Gabriel videos too. Was there any Jamiroquai video or hit that after this song? Um, or, you know, you see him in this video. He one. is dressed as the quiz. Jk. Yeah. Oh my with the god. Hat. Is he wearing Jankos in it too? I, I think. Don't, it was, it was and so, Airwalks. This so is deliciously nineties. So nineties. I'm surprised he wasn't on an inflatable couch. Um, well, there was a couch. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't inflatable. Um, no. Um, so you're watching this video, and it, it, the beauty of this video is the simplicity of it. Now, it, it was the choreography is quite complex, but there's no. Was big, there, it was high, a lens trick? No, it was mirror. A, a flat gray surface, and then the walls moved. So they physically move the walls around. Right, I figured. But what caused that lens effect? Was it a mirror? Were they shooting into a mirror, or was the lens effect? Like there was a, you saw the top and the cut, like it was a cut square, but you saw other 
it, uh, you I watch think, this music I, video, right? yeah, I think that was. You mean when it goes down and you see like the the grubs, or you go up and you see the crow, or something yeah, right. like that. I, I don't know necessarily. How I that assume was they're done. shooting backwards Some, into a mirror. No, no, it was, no, I don't think so. No, um, that could have been posted in mm-hmm. at the time. I mean, they had computers. Um, but yeah, the the whole gimmick as far as the floor moving, the floor was stationary. It was the walls that moved, and when you saw the furniture moving. In those shots, that furniture was actually attached to the wall, so the wall was also moving mm-hmm. that furniture. So it's very Occam's razor approach to making it, but it really tricks the eye into thinking that it uh, that the floor is moving. Yeah, it, it was it was it was a cool music video, and he had a big hit. You really didn't hear of him again till what was that movie? Vote for Pedro, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, he came out and danced to a Jamiroquai song, but I guess I don't think he had a hit. Since virtual insanity, uh, maybe in the UK, they they love that weird shit. Yeah, yeah. So, my turn. Yeah, this one is weird, but it's awesome. Ahas, take on me. This was directed by Steve Baron Squeezer. Do you know what he became famous for? Hmm. Wait, I do know this. Yes, you do. Um, you do know this. Someone famous walked by the set of his film in New York City, and they asked him what he was filming, and he said, "All right, so we're talking Tony Scott and Ninja Turtles." Oh, that's right. Dude, he, directed he directed Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. That's yes. right. I'm like, the name, I know this yes. name. And I, I know So this, this starts off with a girl in the coffee shop getting coffee with a big old waitress. And she's reading a comic book in black and white drawn by pencil. All of a sudden, a hand comes out and pulls her into the comic book squeezer. And it's rotoscoped. So someone took all the footage they shot and redrew, animated it mm-hmm. uh, with a pencil. <laughs> and then they, the, I'm assuming they're Korean. Yeah, well, yeah. And um, so uh, Morton Harkett, Mort, what's his name? The lead singer of AHA. Uh, yeah. Morton Harkett, I believe, is, is the hero. And he keeps like going in and like, so he'll like go into a panel and you'll see him, you'll see him in like real life. And then he'll come out of the panel as, as, as drawn. And then these two sidecar racing motorcycle villains uh, come after him with a, a wrench. And the... The waitress goes up to the table in real life and sees that uh, she left without paying her bill. Crumbles up the comic, throws it in the garbage can. That's when it all goes to hell. Mm-hmm. And they're running away from these two men. And he rips a hole in the wall and pushes her through. Next thing you know, everyone's looking down. The girl's in real life by the garbage can. She's all dirty. She goes back. She, uh, she takes the comic book out of the garbage, goes back to her, her flat, because this is probably in England. Mm. She flattens it out. And she's like upset. You see a tear from her eye because he's laying there, presumably dead. And next thing you know, he appears in the hallway. And after some struggle, he gets up and she smiles and they embrace. And that, and this music video was iconic. This was one that got lots of airplay, mm-hmm. just like Land of Confusion. Well, I would say even to this day, it still stands as maybe the best, if not you know, one of the best out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, not Steve Barron's best work, of course. Oh, that absolutely was, not. That was... Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. of course. So, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, classic movie. Aha, uh-huh. music video. Classic music classic video. Classic music video. And I guess it's time. There's no more to say about that. So I had some suggestions. Right. Um, and one of my suggestions, and I from always... From Mrs. Squeezer? From Mrs. Squeezer. Okay. From Amanda. I always appreciate her input. Sure. I mean, she gave me uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. She did. Weeks. I, which got us to Zubilee Zoo. Zubilee Zoo, <laughs> which we have to go revisit then. Um, but, so she suggested, and I wanted something like, 
I even said, she's like, what do you, what do you want? I'm like, yeah, like Spice Girls, something girl poppy like that, you know, being as, as sexist as possible. Right. Um, so, you know, she goes, go with Wannabe. Uh. I'm like, all right, I can, and I watched it. I'm like, I just, I didn't have enough. All I could say is they definitely had the air conditioning on in that studio when they shot that. <laughs> so that's where that ends. <laughs> so I, then I was, I was thinking like TLC or something like that. Um, and then I finally decided, let's go with something a little more uh, in, the, in this vein. It's close. Oh. What's going on? It's close. I'll make that edit too since I, it's right there. Okay. Sober by Tool. Yeah. I'm sure Squeezette recommended this one. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, very, it's in the vein of uh, Spice Up Your Life. Right. Yeah. I will be seeing Tool live at the Governor's Ball Suck. in New York City uh, June 4th. I will be watching it streaming. Or uh, is, Vice doing, Vice. is Vice doing it again? They'd have, they'd, that was some of my favorite TV that was to watch great ever. Whether yeah. they, it was purposely a clusterfuck or not, it yeah. was fun to watch. Yeah, Viceland. I know... Uh, Live Nation streaming is streaming it, okay. but a Vice Land might also be. I'll check it out. Showing it. Um, th- this when we talk about creepy videos, right? The, this is up there. The weird old. Is it a man or is it an it's alien? It's a, a human-like a humanoid figure. Yeah. Um, I always in my head because part of they left it kind of up to your interpretation of what you picked of it, uh, what you got out of it. They, um, according to them, it's based off of a friend of theirs who was could only function and be creative when high. So that's where the... Uh, high came on what? From. They didn't even specify oh, okay. that, I believe. Um, so it's kind of... Is that of, why he's cutting the box open? I to get to... So. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The whole thing is basically, we're going to do something weird and freaky and dark, and it's all up to your interpretation. He opens mm. the box, cuts the box open, opens the box. Uh, then the chair starts levitating. Is that a result of that... Um, and then uh, the solo is yeah. going to be awesome live. Yeah, they're definitely doing that. And I will be high on marijuana <sighs> and alcohol. Is that legal in New York State, Ryan? <laughs> it's decriminalized. No, oh, I'm sure. It's no one turned me in for the weed. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um, well, where's it coming? I will stop. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Plead the fifth. Uh, and then my personal favorite shot in the whole um, in the whole video is when he breaks the pipe open, and there's like a, a almost like, is it like a vein or what? Yeah. Is it supposed to be like blood or like organs yeah. or guts or you don't yeah. know? And what's the meaning behind that? Is right. it, is that like a way to escape or is that the drugs or whatever it is flowing through the system? And it's completely up to your interpretation how you want to take it, or you can just sit back and go. This is just art. Weird, freaky art. Uh, you know where I got my first taste of Tool? And this movie was basically like uh, a giant music video. We all know John Carpenter's Escape from New York, right? Mm-hmm. Remember the sequel, Escape from L.A.? Escape from L.A. Ah, uh, that's remember that soundtrack at all? Yeah. That soundtrack... Uh was awesome. It, had, it started with Dawn by Stabbing Westward. Then it had the song Sweat by Tool. Mm-hmm. That song is awesome. Then the one by White Zombie, Cut Me Out Toadies, Pottery Butthole Surfers, 10 Seconds Down by Sugar Ray, Blame by Gravity Kills, and Professional Widow by Tori Amos. It was a good soundtrack. Soundtrack's better than the movie. Yeah, the movie was kind of... Yeah, it, it's funny. Like the the budget for it was nothing compared to what you thought it would be. It was right. very low budget. Um, but yeah, this was uh, uh, it was directed by uh, Fred Stir, who sadly in 1997 uh, died in a car accident. Oh. He was a young guy, yeah. um, and he had done a bunch of their other videos. And just the way this looked, uh, he was a he was a stop motion animator. You just think. Like what kind of cool shit you know he could have done? He yeah. could have done. 
the, the, all these designs were done by uh, Adam Jones of Tool. Um, and they created the whole, the whole look of it. Yeah, Tool is very much like Maynard and those guys mm-hmm. definitely are very much in creating a lot of their own look and a lot of their own f- freaky shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their own wine. And their own wine. Yeah, managing he's got his own wine. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a thing of his. But uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Tool. I'm excited to see them. Uh, did I mention I'm seeing them? Yeah. <laughs> Adam Jones licking the strings right in front of me. I like your music videos sober. We talked about it on our podcast a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Hashtag Brad Year's podcast. All right, I'll be trying to promote. <clears throat> so, yeah, that was Tool. They're, they're big, big 90s. What year was this? 93. 93. Yeah. We're really in the, that's our wheelhouse. So this is probably almost like, I probably didn't even watch it then. I probably wasn't even allowed to. It might have been a little yeah, bit right, later. Right. I, I picked up on it. Right. Uh, this didn't get heavy play on MTV. Either. No, it was a little a little too much. Kind of, it was uh, Matt Pinfield. Mm-hmm. would play this late at night. Well, my next one was played till like a beaten horse. And except now. Yeah, except now. Smashing pumpkins tonight, tonight. It's like the reverse post. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking it up. We. So if you take what you hear on the radio and take what you hear on the reverse podcast, it. put it together, you can hear the song clean. Yeah. So do you remember this music video? Oh, I fucking mean, how love this music yeah. video. So it was directed by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris who went on, their directorial debut in the theaters was Little Miss Sunshine. I don't know if that was their debut, but that was their biggest hit. Mm-hmm. That movie was great. I love that movie. Um, and the idea, they're originally going to do a Busby Berkeley-style music video, uh, you know, like the, the symmetrical designs in the champagne glasses, but I guess Red Hot Chili Peppers already took their idea around the same time with the Aeroplane. Okay. So... Uh, Tom Ken- I'm sorry, Jonathan Dayton and Valerie saw the cover of Melancholy Infinite Sadness, which is very like uh, Victorian. Mm-hmm. And they suggested to do a remake of uh, Jorge Mieles, I believe I'm saying that right. It's close. Turn yeah. of the century film, A Trip to the, Trip moon, to the moon, which yeah. is fantastic yeah. for what they did in 1902. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, so the, it's, it starts off with they're, they're getting ready to launch. The, the music doesn't start. It was, it's completely silent until she cracks the champagne on the airship. They get on the Zeppelin and they walk out. It's so charming. Mm-hmm. And they walk out on the, on the bridge and then they jump in towards the moon and they use their umbrellas to land. And they, they, you're looking at the moon. It's got the same angry face that a trip to the moon moon has. They land on it and it's, it's cut to a different sound stage, a different uh, stage in there. They're in the moon tent. And these moon men start attacking them and they realize they could bash them with their umbrella and they evaporate the smoke. <laughs> they get tied up. And then they're looking at each other and all of a sudden they break out of the, the rope and bash away the Martians or the, the moon men. They're, not, they're not on Mars. Then there's this rocket in the corner. They get on it and launches up and lands in the sea, to which Titan, I believe. King of the Sea? Uh, it depends if you're talking uh, Roman or Greek mythology. Regardless, yes. he's down there and he says, take a seat on that seashell. I have a show to give. Octopus appears and other mermaids mm-hmm. start appearing and they're like, yay, it's great. And they just, you know, bubbles start floating up and they get encapsulated in a bubble and float back up to home, Earth, planet Earth. It's a very charming music video and it was played at nauseam on MTV. It won the best music video in 96. This was 96. It was a fantastic double album. I remember my dad taking me, my dad was really good with taking me to tunes in the morning before mm-hmm. dropping me off in middle school. Uh, I remember t- him taking me to get this and then an- another album, which I'm going to talk about next. He also took me to tunes to get I'm in the pretty morning. sure that's where I bought Melancholy. So the Melancholy and Infant Sadness, double CD, so many great songs. 
Great music videos too. Bullet with butterfly wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero. Uh, 1979. 1979. Oh, I could have picked that. Yeah. Also, uh, their Siamese Dream had good music videos. Today was a fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's the ice cream truck driver, and he drives into yeah. the desert, and all those people are making out. That was another Beavis and Butthead music video. Then, in fact, that's where I learned about Smashing Pumpkins. Beavis and Butthead going, shouldn't they be Smashing Pumpkins? Oh, X- XYU. Yeah. That was my old entrance music when I wrestled. <laughs> yeah. So, Tonight Tonight is my fourth pick. We're really steaming through these. We're really educated on music videos. <laughs> Not a lot of tangents. Well, it's, there's, we can talk, I was, because this is when I, I brought it up and then, you had your concerns, then you came around to it. Now, then I started having my concerns. Like, is there enough to talk about it? Like, because it's very much a visual thing. You right. know, we can describe action figures and stuff. And we just, it's almost easy to well, assume. Well, so is the movie. Well, yeah. So, right, so is everything we talk but about. But it's just easy to assume. Maybe I think it's like the time, the timing of it, like the, the short format of it. It's like, we just assume you've seen it and you know what we're talking about. But eh, you should know what we're talking about anyway. So, little factoid about the Tonight Tonight video. When they were shooting this in Los Angeles, guess what else was being shot at the same time that might have been using turn-of-the-century period costumes? Hey, hang on. One best picture in 97. Well, it should have been Independence Day. We talked about his movies a lot. Hang on. In fact, we talked about it in the last... Uh, episode wait, of the Radio's podcast wait, because of a toy wait, line from Kenner that you liked. Wait, hang on. We're gonna let we're gonna let people you scream look. at their. Uh, <laughs> I'm putting a lot of breadcrumbs down for you. Okay. You know, and every time I tell you to paint me like one of your French girls. Yeah. Yeah, it's from a movie. Oh, um, even uh, though you the, always the boat, paint me the boat movie. Yes, even though Titanic. you always do paint me like one of your French girls. Yes. And I appreciate that. It's really sweet. Except of you. Uh, I'm more in her vein of figure than you are, I guess. <laughs> well, they Beautiful were filming one. Titanic in L.A. and nearly every turn of the century prop and costume in the city was gone. So it gave production for Tonight Tonight very little to work with. And uh, the directors compromised by renting leftover costumes and hiring designers to remake them into elaborate period clothing as seen hmm. in the video. And they shot that motherfucker in three days. No shit. Yeah. You figure, you know, that's not a lot, but I guess it is for a, for a four-minute music video. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there was a lot of post-work, of course. Uh, yeah, the post-work was prob- probably primarily like uh, color. compositing. Well, color, but compositing. The, the phantom smashing pumpkins and the, mm-hmm. the artists into the clouds and that you know that scene yeah where it's kind of like projected mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so yeah this this was and it won it won everything and for for as far as music videos are concerned as it should yeah and uh, though regular six string acoustic guitars and electric bass guitars were used in the original studio recording in keeping with turn-of-the-century theme, some interesting instruments were used as props. Jimmy Aha, Aha, right? Aha. Aha, yeah. It can be seen playing a Gibson harp guitar, where mm-hmm. Darcy Retsky is seen playing an instrument that resembles a 1924 Gibson Mandobas. Huh. I believe they just had a little snare drum, too, like right? A bass, probably, right? A bass, yeah. And a bass. Mandobas. Yeah, yeah, and just a little snare, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, this pumpkins, it's huge. Yeah. It's a shame that Billy Corgan is managing a defunct, well, he's out, right? He was president of a TNA for a while. I don't know what's going on there. It was he so was, depressing when yeah. I saw that. Well, I remember Dude, when you were a, a he rock was a, star legend. I liked it when he was in ECW. Oh, that's true, yeah. 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 Anywho, uh, let's go to your weird next one. My weird next one. There's a monkey in this one. Yeah, there is.
I was a kid, so this is obviously Tears for Fears, Head Over Heels. Yes. When I was a kid, I thought this music video was somehow connected to Ghostbusters. Because of the, uh, the card cards. drawer. Yeah, I thought they were in the, they're in the I, same library. I thought about that. That was definitely ripped off. Oh, it's got it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I feel like there were maybe a couple homages to movies in here. That um, is, you, Why you, was the chimp wearing a Red Sox shirt? Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> well, I guess you got me there. Uh, why was uh, Manny Ellis uh, dressed up as a Hasidic Jew? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Why is he doing so much talking in the library? Because he's head over heels. He, yeah. he wants to... He keeps he, shushing him. Yeah, he wants, he wants... He's trying to take the shot at the librarian. He's going right at her, man. He's like, hey, don't, don't, don't throw it away. Right. Um, I love this video. This keyboard oh, just appears oh, out when of nowhere, it, right? It, the giant keyboard... Um, flies out of nowhere and then um, in Stanley on keyboards who looks like a very sexy big jacked up Uncle Joey um, he just does start, yeah, just start, that same mullet yeah, and just start playing it with like one finger across like yeah. swiping it back and forth um, this video had the weird lens effect too it was probably a post effect it had like it was like tilted mm-hmm. and then there was and there was also um, like some awkward green screening, almost like a snorry green screen yeah. where he floats down like the levels. But then the, they blocked it well that they end up in the same shot basically um, towards the end there. Um, I, thought, I, I bet they thought they were so fucking clever. Oh, yeah. Well, this is also the like the lightest video that they put out. Versus, like, yeah, right. Most the world. of the stuff was, was kind of on the darker yeah. side. Um, Oh, and like the, the, there's a guy in the background with a gas mask for some reason. Why not? But I, I think it's one of those things where it's just like we're making a music video for the sake of being weird. So let's do it. So let's yeah. get him. But dude, I want to hang out with a monkey. Right. Let's All get right, a let's monkey, put a monkey the in the music video. Chimp. Yeah. Or a chimp. Yes. I'm sorry. It's not a monkey. It's, an, it's a great ape. Yes. Um, uh, four leaf glove. We have to make sure that it's four. We have to hold up four. You have to see his hand. Um, so but, we're, oh, we've got a theme here with with apes, mm-hmm. which we're still we'll, not done with. We'll, we'll apes go yet. Prim- We'll say primates. 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 Primates, uh, and also bands that Disturbed have covered. Yes. Well, I almost, <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost, I almost did. I was going to go with uh, Nine Inch Nails Closer because it also has a monkey in it. That's true. But I didn't want to see a monkey crucified, so yeah. that's why I didn't go with that one. You're next. Well, this video has in, has apes in it too, doesn't it? Oh uh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you, you can you can you can argue all throughout, but you, you're going to see Tool in a couple weeks. I am going to see Tears for Fears in a couple weeks. Are you? Where yeah, at? Down in Philly, they're playing with uh, Hollow Notes. Oh yeah, that the, the Hoagie Fest, right? Yep. It's going, like, uh, the, I, when I heard uh, Amanda came to me, she's like, you know, Tears for Fears is playing because I poke around every now Wawa and then. Is it sponsoring it too? I think. Uh, I, I hope so. It'd be awesome. Um, and uh, they're also, uh, you know, G Love and Special Sauce. Yeah, yeah, I love G Love. Their album. Yeah, uh, there's also there. I like cold beverages. <laughs> I like cold. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited for that show. Like Tears Fears is one of my little bucket list bands that I just wanted to check out. All those acts have been through the sands with me, except Tears for Tears Fears. Tears for Fears. G Love's there. Uh, uh, Paul Notes have been there twice. Yeah, and well, they're, see, they're uh, lovely people. Yeah, I've worked Daryl Hall I've, and John Oates. I, I've done them. I've seen them both. Were I've, you there with me when we did just John Oates at the cafe? And I'm that was yes. And I was just by the stage, uh, floor directing, and John Oates just started yapping to me about Hunter Thompson. Yeah, because I guess yeah. he played his birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came. He came over and he was talking to us about framing because he wants. He has this cool doll that someone made of him or something like that. He's like, I want the doll in the shot. I'm like, okay, we'll put the doll in the shot. Yeah. And then I, I was saw it the Baba um, Bowie puppet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I saw um, Darren Hall when I did the um, the Fourth of July thing down in Philly. He played a couple of years ago. Do you ever Bro. watch the YouTube show Daryl's House? Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's good. It's he awesome. had the Dirty Heads on there, and they did yeah. Rich Girl. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. But this is my first time to actually one see them together, and two enjoy seeing them. Yeah. I can just relax. Just enjoy. Yeah. And they put enjoy on a hell of a show. show. They do. Yeah. yeah. They do. I mean, yeah. they have a billion hits. So. And from what I've seen, like Tears for Fears, as of like 2016, it's a weird bucket list they're, band. They're, they're, I know, but it's one of those like I I wanted to I just wanted to see them. 
I have a, I have a tears for fears story when you're done. And it relates to the rad years. Oh, also, don't uh, let's not forget that it has two music videos. There's the official music video, and then there's the uh, Donnie Darko cut, which is pretty awesome, too. Now, I'm trying to... There was this tape player that I bought on liquidate. My brother and I each bought one on liquidation. And it was, it was about five inches tall by maybe three or four across and probably one inch deep. Mm-hmm. And it played lo- looked like little one inch by half inch eight tracks that had two songs on them, song on each side by artists. And it came with uh, the monkeys. So it's it was like Sleepy Jean and Hey, where are the monkeys? It came with a f- two fat boy songs. It came with Tears for Fear, Shout and Everybody Wants to Rule the World. I didn't mm-hmm. know any of these songs until I got this little... So if anyone knows what this this device was, it was sold at, I bought it at Lionel Kitty City, which was kind of like a Toys R Us for the East Coast. And it was in the, they used to have these big tables of liquidation toys, toys that were cheap. And these things must have been like five bucks each because mm-hmm. my mom bought me and my brother both one. And we'd walk around with, a, it had like one earphone. We'd walk around like playing mm. these little, these little one inch eight track tapes, but it was like two tracks. Would it like autoplay when you popped it in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So I, I'm trying to I'm trying to Google right now what it could have been. I'll look around my grandfather's basement. I'm sure he has like three of them. It was it was marketed to kids. Um, it, it was white with like yeah. '80s graffiti on it. Do you, you don't and you don't know who made it? No. Uh, played tapes with. Hang on, let me get the mic over there. Songs. <laughs> click 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 click. Pocket rockers found it. Pocket rock. Wow, I just I typed kids cassette player that played tapes with two songs. <laughs> it was made by Fisher Price. Oh. So yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, Pocket Rockers. Pocket Rockers is a brand of personal stereo produced by Fisher Price in the late 80s, aimed at elementary school children. It played proprietary variety of miniature cassette. Appeared to be smaller version of A-track tapes, uh, which was released only by Fisher Price himself. Each tape had two songs in mono. Tapes were available from several pop stars, including Bon Jovi, Whitney Houston, The Bangles, Tiffany, and Debbie Gibson. Yeah, that there was a Tiffany one too, and I never heard of her before until I got this one. Um, uh, and people complain that kids nowadays don't get music right because MP3s are too tinny. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, so let's see. I, here's the list of everything that it came with. Uh, so there was a Phil Collins one that had Sue Studio and Don't Lose My Number. The Fat Boys had Wipeout and Rock Rulin'. Uh, this is crazy. These things are so stupid. There was, of course, the Ghost Ray Parker Jr. and the Monkees. That had the Ghostbuster song and the Monkees. I didn't have that one. I had just a Monkees one. There was Tiffany. That I saw him standing there and Feelings Forever. I think that's the one I had. And of course, I had uh, Tears for Fears. So look it up. Uh, Fisher Price Pocket. Rockers, we got a good tangent there. That was good. That I was, good. I was, I was reaching for the button, but I didn't want to hit uh, nuke instead uh, of yeah, instead of nurse, instead of tangent. But yeah, that that's a rad years toy too. I mean, this is if you had one of these, let us know because I'm sure my brother and I weren't the only two who had one. Yeah, it was discontinued in 1991 following a sharp decline in sales. Well, I'm sure it was probably just easier and more cost effective to buy a kid cassettes. But this was, thing was $5, and it came with a handful of cassettes. Mm-hmm. So probably like here. And it kept us busy. We walked around with those things constantly. Anyway, we are on to my, na- my last pick, Squeeze. Wow. And it is might be one of my favorite music videos of all time because, goddamn, is he just the most charming person alive. The Fresh Fighter. So back in the 90s, there were these awful commercials that were so awful 
it became a joke, the Mentos commercials. Mm-hmm. It was like, doo-bee-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-wah. Fresh goes better, Mentos freshness. Fresh goes better with Mentos, get you full of life. Mentos, the fresh maker. It's almost like they made like a, a 60s commercial in the 90s. Right. And so Dave Grohl and, and company had the idea to parody the... Mentos commercial. So as it came, the concept came from director Jesse Peretz, who originally pitched the idea to another band, and the Foo Fighters accepted, as according to Dave Grohl, we had some difficulty finding a treatment that would suit the song, because this was a very much uh, short, tongue-in-cheek, ridiculously candy-coated pop tune compared to the rest of the album. Uh, So they didn't want to make this big, pretentious portrait video. They just wanted to make fun of themselves in the song. And my favorite part of it was uh, the second one when they're walking across the street and this giant, huge, gaudy 80s limousine pulls up in front of them. So Dave pops the futos, opens the door, crawls through it, looks at the camera and gives that look, <laughs> and then gets out. And the guys are like, ah, you know, they're shrugging their shoulders. And oh, Dave. Up. Oh, Dave. And he pops another futos. Then he looks at the camera, puts up his futos, the fresh fighter. Uh, and then I think the first one was... Oh, shit, what happened? But the last one was the kid who tries to get backstage with the Foo Fighters as they're playing, and he can't get in. It's his band. The guy's like, band only. Yeah. So he goes and pops up pots of Futos, gets a guitar, and he gets put in there, and then he's on stage playing with the Foo Fighters. They look over at him, and he pops the Futos, and they're like, ah! Oh. Uh, they give that big, dumb, yuck, yuck yeah, smile. Yeah, and then the, <laughs> then the bodyguard's like, you got me! Uh. Yeah. I, the first one... It's phenomenal. It is a phenomenal video. And I wanted to, this, this is another one of the ones I won, wanted to watch like a 20-second clip of a uh, thumbnail on the internet in mm-hmm. my dad's office. But it's, this had some heavy rotation. And yeah. it, oh, and they, they loved it too because... It helped I, cement the Foo Fighters as a... Because this was a, cross, a huge crossover yeah, hit for big them. Time. Uh, yeah, big time. And it, it, was, it, wasn't, it, it was soft enough, poppy enough, and just the look at the video is what MTV was looking for at the time too. Right, and he... Uh, you know, that, that Dave Grohl, you know, he I came out of nowhere. I they're doing pretty well. <laughs> he looked a lot like the drummer from Nirvana. <laughs> the uncanny re- resembly, resemblance. Oh, I can't speak. Can, if I can't say resemblance, what word couldn't I say last week? Um, oh, just Anthropomorphize. Anthropomorphize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck that word. I use it a lot. I'm probably using. I'm probably saying it wrong. But Foo Fighters have had a lot of good music videos. Mm-hmm. And they, they do them right. Their first, this album was another one that I was like, Dad, the drummer from Nirvana's but I got a solo album. At the time, I did not realize Dave Grohl put this album out. He played every instrument. Mm-hmm. So he was on Howard Stern talking about how after Taylor and all the guys, you know, Pat from Nirvana joined the, the Foo Fighters, he wanted to re-record this album with them playing the instruments, and they're like. Dave, no. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. This is a this is piece of music culture. Like, keep it the way it is. Let's just do new stuff. And then mm-hmm. they put out the color and the shape, uh, which has Everlong. Uh, one of my yeah, f- if not my favorite song of they all time. They opened with that when you 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 popped a little Woody before the curtain came up. I know. Uh, when I saw them at Firefly in fourteen, they closed with it. So they came off stage and they came back on. And they dropped a backdrop that said, the holy shits. And they came out and they're like, we know how much, Del- I guess Dave Grohl's from Virginia and he parties at Rehoboth Beach, mm-hmm. which is right by Dover in Delaware. He goes, I know fucking Delaware. I know Grotto's fucking pizza. And I know how much you guys love to drink cheap beer and listen to cover bands. <laughs> so right now we're not the Foo Fighters. We're a cover band called the holy shits. So they did a couple of good rock covers. And they go, the last one, they go, this is a song you might know too that we're going to cover. And they started doing Everlong and it was fucking awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, the Foo Fighters, Big Me, a lot of 90s in this show, Mm -hmm. and why not end it with some 90s, huh? Track 7 off of 1998's Yield album. Which was known for 
the cover, the re, the cover of what's that song? Oh, where, oh, where has my baby been? That was on uh, that album, right? No. No, what album was that on? Uh, Last Kiss. Yeah, Last Kiss. No, that was. Shit, what was that? Or is that like a just a single that they were? That's a good tangent right there. Yeah, now we officially. No, no, that was none. Uh, Lady Death dancing right now, all seductively. Yes. Yeah, this is an awesome video. This was. Th- this uh, I'm a big history buff guy, so for me, it's kind of takes uh, everything that I, I love: dinosaurs. history, dinosaurs, monkeys. Life dinosaurs. Um, so we had dinosaurs and then confusion mm-hmm. and do the evolution. We've had primates in basically everything, but <laughs> we had <laughs> apes slash monkeys in Dude. Land of Confusion in uh, Head Over Heels and do the evolution. I, I think what this, what this tells you is that monkeys are awesome and music videos are merely a conduit for guys to get to hang out with monkeys. Right. That's the only reason Kevin Smith put a monkey in, uh, in Mallrats. Yeah. And uh, Strikes Back. Strikes Back. Yeah. Originally, Suzanne yeah. wound up in... Um, I was going to do the, the Goops, Build Me a Buttercup with Jan Sandbob from Mallrats. Mm-hmm. That was one of my... That was my list. It might make the next show. Uh, so, um, yeah, this movie... or It's all movie. animated, too. Well, yeah, all animated, which you might know a few guys. Um... So, uh, uh, Kevin Altieri. Kevin Altieri. Yep. How do I know him? He did uh, Cops. Remember the... We... Yes, and Batman the Animated Series. Batman the Animated Series. Yes. And, and Alf Tales. Yes. Well, yes. Alf Tales I... was... Come on, Alf. Someone, someone's got to make a living somehow. Yeah, make a living. Uh, oh, was scary. Who like, else was... Who else did this? Uh, Todd McFarlane. Oh shit! Yeah, of this course, yeah, it looks like. Yeah, so I, I don't McFarlane know. McFarlane was a superstar at this yeah. point, though. I mean, yeah, between well, and this was right after I think he created Spawn. Right. If I'm correct. Um, he and did he Freak also on a leash he did too. Freak on yeah. a Leash. Yeah. yeah. And then they worked with uh, uh, Epoch Inc. Animations was the production house that they worked with, and then they. Uh, Epic they, Inc. Epic Inc. Yeah. yeah. Epic. Looks yeah. like Epic. It's yeah, but it's Epoch. Epic Inc. Uh, well, it's about in the history. It's just <laughs> uh, 16 weeks to animate it, and uh, yeah, our, our our good friends in Korea they they sent it to South Korea, to, South Korea of course to animate it. Um, who knows? Maybe we can the way things are going. They can make a sequel to it. Um, <laughs> That's true. Uh, but yeah, awesome, just awesome video. And then if you you listen at the very end after everything blows up. Um, you hear just crickets. It's like we're so gone, we've and had that's all that made it out. Two end of the worlds. That's another th- common theme in our music video. Yeah, hey, we bookended it. Yeah, we book. We started with uh, Reagan nuking the world, and we ended with uh, us nuking the world and ruining the world. Yeah, what a good way to bookend it. But yeah, very very dark. Uh, so before you get video. in our case, obviously Michael Jackson's Thriller yeah. is a great music video. Everyone loves it. It's always number one. But we wanted to do ones that were important to us and that might not always be talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And just things that, that stood out. When I think music video, like these, every single one of these produced an image that kind of resonated with me. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, and that, it's not a judgment on... The songs, I mean, even though, yeah, they're all pretty much awesome in their own way, too. And, yeah, there's plenty that can be on the list. It's just, uh, we only did 10. <laughs> yeah, we did 10, and there's there's a whole lot more. So we could, re- this is, uh, uh, the ever-running theme of Rad Years is we will revisit this. We gotta. Because, why not? Why the hell not? And yeah. you... So, and I think we have a positive enough community out there that it, it's not going to spark. It. I notice we don't have a very angry community. No, I, I appreciate that. Well, people, the reason I think that nostalgia is so big is because people 
want to hearken happier times in their life. Yeah. Is hearken the right word there? Hearken, yeah. yeah. So let's you talk know. about really dark, violent music videos. Yeah, but they <laughs> we remember seeing them when we were in a happier yes. time in our life, a, less caref- a more carefree, less stressful time in all of our lives. That's why I think... Uh, being, being a kid in the 90s was as leave it to beaver as it could possibly get. At least in in the Hell, suburban it East still Coast. might be, and we just might not know it because people our age, back when we were kids, probably said the same thing about yeah. us. So who knows? Maybe kids kids are currently living their rad years, and they'll be doing a podcast in twenty five years talking about stuff that's happening now. They won't even have to talk though; and just beam their electrical <laughs> signals down and implant the implant. <laughs> well. That's a certain possibility. Maybe we'll be talking about how great Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was, which I'm seeing tonight with the Enchantress. Enjoy. I can't wait. So I guess we could end this show by saying may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. And that's all for the Rad Years. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Good night. <laughs>